You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Hello, I'm Becky. I'm a compulsive overeater. And glad to be be here with you all today. And hello to our podcast listeners as well. Sending love to you all as you listen. So I am, yes, I am a compulsive overeater. And I'm thankful to be able to share my experience, strength, and hope today. Um, I was thinking that I can I can start with my pictures. I don't know how, how it's usually done, but I'll start there because I think... Uh, important. So I found how OA, actually I stumbled on it in 2004. So as the, the pictures get set up, um, I stumbled on it because I had a friend that was getting married and I saw her and she had lost a ton of weight and I know, knew she had always struggled. And I asked her about it and I said, what are you doing? Because uh, I had, uh, our second child was born in 2002. And so I was struggling with some weight gain again and asked her and she told me about OA and in our area, I stumbled on a how meeting. And so I found uh, OA in, in 2004. So yes, so this is my first picture. Um, so even though I found how in 2004, I have been in and out of the program and um, and thankfully made it back in August of 2021. So the first picture is on the on the left of July 21st or July of 2021. And then the second is more recently. Um, I've recently made it to maintenance. And if we, yeah, can go to the, the next one. I don't know if the pictures are shown, but um, similar, just, you know, I don't know. The weight release is the one thing. I think the more important, we can just scroll through those. It's okay. There's um, people ask me about the weight release. So this picture, I don't know if the, the pictures are shown, but going back a bit, this picture is me on the left is seventh grade. And on the right is eighth grade, which I had a huge weight gain during this time. Like I've always been an eater, but the summer between seventh and eighth grade, I had like a 20 pound weight gain and it really got my mom's attention. And in eighth grade, that's kind of when, um, with, you know, she was concerned about my weight and, and we started on on a diet at that time. And, and just going home, like we'd always after school, just eat, you know, that was kind of, we watched soap operas and, and ate, and uh, I never played sports very shy in school. And so, um, yeah, eating has always been a comfort to me, kind of that, that pal that has always been there, boredom, whatever. So 
again, you know, I think that was a big move for me because something happened during that time too, like socially, because it was middle school and um, the uh, situation with boys changed. Like I felt, you know, just I, my self-esteem really suffered with during this time. And I think a lot was going on, you know, just, and I comforted myself with food. So you can just continue. This is me when I was probably like two. I think I think of this one always a sturdy kid. I think she looks is my like inner pretty tough inner child. <laughs> I like this picture actually, but always stocky, you know, different than my cousins, um, where they were more like thin. I was always the chunkier of all the cousins. Um, always a good eater, described as a good eater. So this is a picture as um, I did dance. I did do dance. I didn't do sports, but I had stumbled on this picture when I was with my dad. And I remember taking this picture because I borrowed this outfit from this like really tall, lean girl, you know, in dance. And I look at this picture now and I think you are adorable. Like, hello, you are adorable. Right. But at I remember that day thinking, I am so fat, like, and, you know, it's like, I felt like stuffed into this outfit, but I can look back now and just think you're adorable. I don't know. You know, like how that can just a, that conception of like being fat and not, but really looking back and say, I was, I was not, you know, as solid. So I just want to throw that in. Those were two pretty in tense memories. So, and this is the first five. That's first five. Okay. This is me now with my granddaughter. I had to throw that in for now and then we'll (laughs) keep going. Um, I don't know if there's one more. So this is two, um, some property, just another before. And then that's actually the after on that one, but the before, so you can just see. So that's good with the pictures. I don't know. It's helpful to see the before and afters. Um, but I think the main, you know, just seeing, you can see the weight release as the physical part, but the more important part is uh, where I'm at now um, and have um, have just a piece around my food that I've never had before. And so even though when people come to me now and they say, now I'm the person they come to and say, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Um, depending on the situation I can share, you know, I am, I abstain from sugar and flour. So um, one day at a time, so I can share about the program and I've actually have helped a few people uh, find the OA program. And um, so what it was like for me, compulsive overeating is basically it was the vicious cycle every day. Um, I found how, but I got to maintenance twice on in how, and, um, and I just kind of slipped, slipped, slipped out the door. I, I stopped doing, working the tools. I didn't maintain a close relationship with my sponsor. I stopped committing my food before zoom. I was not regular at meetings and I lost my abstinence. Uh, I came back. And then left again. I didn't get the keep coming back. I didn't, you know, at that time, I I left the rooms. And so what it was like is uh, in 
around July of 2021, I was in a lot of fear with the pandemic. My eating was out of control. I hit a top weight that I said, if I get to this weight, I will do something. And I skipped past that. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I get to this weight, I am the same weight I was when I gave birth. I'm like, that seemed like an alarm system. And I was just like heading towards that, which was a few pounds. And I'm like, I am out of control. I knew about the program. Obviously, I know the how food plan by heart. I could not stick to it one day on my own. I could not, I could not do it on my own. And um, and just I was in intense fear. And my husband said to me, I've been uh, married almost 30 years. And uh, he's like, I, he's in 12, 12 step recovery. Um, and he's like, I cannot live in fear like this. And, and there's something, I just heard it differently. Like, he's like, I can't live with you like this. And it scared me. I'm like, it scared me, but I was like, let me try and do everything else besides going back to how, like I'll do this workout program online, or let me try Weight Watchers one more time, which I couldn't even stick to one day. Basically, uh, what it was like was just misery. I'd wake up and with the thing I put in my coffee in the morning, I would blow my abstinence. So I could not do it on my own. Um, could not do it on my own. Even though I knew the food plan, I it's not just the food plan, it's the whole program. And so I was like, oh man, like I have to go back to meetings. I just know it. And uh, my husband plays in a band and we were at one of his shows and it was in uh, this downtown area and it was just like beautiful summer evening. And I just remember like, I didn't want to get up and dance because I felt so just heavy and just unhappy and miserable. I didn't want anyone to see me get up and dance because it was too light outside. And I was just so unhappy and it just, you know, it just, it landed and uh, I just got it. I'm like, I have to go back to how. And so I went back to the Saturday 7 a.m. meeting specific um of how away and I went back and I they asked is there any returning members and I said you know I'm Becky you know I'm returning and it was like just willing to show up that day willing to say my name like I'm back willing to be you know say I need help and I reached out to a sponsor that day and um so that's kind of what happened is I, I went back and I'm so thankful for that willingness. Thank you. Willingness is the key, you know, just being willing to show up that day, willing to say my name, willing to ask for help. And so I got connected with a sponsor that day and I began to work the program. And even though I had slipped in the past and left and got to me, all of that, it's like, I got to start fresh. I'm so thankful for my sponsor. I'm so thankful that, um, that I took that third chance and I started to work the steps with her and started to answer the questions and started to abstain again from sugar and flour and starch and compulsive overeating one day at a time. And I got my abstinence back. 
And, um, you know, that vicious cycle of trying and failing like that stops when I abstain, I can abstain, but I cannot portion control. And, uh, my sponsor has been so helpful, really truly is a helping hand, not just in the first 30 days, but throughout my program. And so we began working the steps. Currently I'm on step, I'd write it down, step nine. And to where all of these steps really land differently, where it's like when you do, it's the first time I've, I've done a four step. I'd never done a four step before, which can be kind of scary for people. If you've been around, you hear, oh my goodness. Oh, that seems, it's kind of like this looming thing, but there's so much freedom in it. When you do that, I'm like so excited to um, having, you know, made my inventory, having made the list of people I've harmed and looking at that, where I look at it now with uh, where there's freedom in that. And something that I remind myself is that it says, we can believe in God in the big book talks, you know, I'm not good at exact areas, but we can believe in God, but keep God out. And that through this inventory and through this, it's like you inviting God into this area of your life and, um, and just cleaning house. Like, so as I look now to make amends to the people on my list, I'm looking at having this freedom and I'm looking forward to not feeling, you know, this guilt and shame anymore that I've carrying around for so long but I still feel a little nervous about making these amends. I'm not going to say I'm not nervous about it, but my sponsor is with me and, and God is with me. She always reminds me like saying God in, saying God in. And um, I think that is the other thing that I've got this time around is that although sometimes I'm like, what is God's will for me? That also seems like this big question. One of the things I've got this time around is, that God is my director um, and that I'm not in charge. So the main thing I, I realize is like, oh, this is me being in control or wanting to control and getting to recognize when I'm trying to control and I can pause and say, okay, I'm trying to control this. Let me take a step back and send God in. God is in charge. And we've actually... That has been a huge shift for me because I do uh, have some anxiety and definitely controlling. Um, and my husband, that's one of the things that has been a big change for me. And another thing that my friend also has recognized, there's something different about you. And I said, it's, it's that, that with my abstinence and being able to turn my life over the care of God and let God be in charge, I am learning you know, it's an ongoing process. Like I have not arrived that how to let God be in charge. And for me to just play the role that, that my higher power would have me play, which would be to just to be helpful, useful, and kind. I'm not trying to have everyone do all the things that I want them to do. And I, I continue to get to catch myself when I'm doing that and, and stop and go, wow. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, what is like, what happens it's like now? So that's kind of a little more about, you know, and then what it's like now 
is I have experienced those where you go, um, you know, just asking God for help and having that help come and, you know, an intuitive thought or decision. I can at least pause now. And the impact that has made on my relationships is that my husband and I now, it just has transformed our marriage. And uh, if anyone's been married or having, um, you know, getting along with people is challenging. It's like, yes, love, (laughs) you know, it's challenging, especially for long periods of time. It's challenging getting along with people, new people and or people you've been in relationship with along to kids, you know, so much. I think, but, you know, there's always going to be upset. We have definitely had challenges. Um, our family right now. So right now, um, just dealing with challenges and, and thinking of the recent holiday, our Thanksgiving, you know, there's one little challenge after the other, you know, and having to communicate. That has also been very challenging to me. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And so learning how to do that, but sending God in first and um, yeah, and prioritizing my abstinence, putting God in, in charge of things and me setting back um, has helped me to have peace around my food, peace with my, uh, in my relationships Uh, This last year, I've been able to do some things that I have really always wanted to do, but I would just wish and dream about. But now being abstinent, I can move forward and do them. And so I just take it one day at a time and, and the program works with the sponsor working the whole program. So thank you. 